right, welcome back to the Black Investors Podcast. I'm Courtney, got my boy Aziz with me. Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? What's going on? And today, we are going to talk about Aziz's first deal. So just to give a little recap on um, who we are again and what we do. Um, again, my name is Courtney. I am more of the little brother. Uh, and Aziz is the big brother. And Aziz has been into this flipping and rehabbing homes for how long? Ooh, it's been a long time. I was just trying. I was brainstorming right now. <laughs> when was that first deal? Yeah. I think it was before the crash in 2008. So it had to be 2007-ish. Okay. Something okay. like that. So Aziz's you know? been, he's been flipping for about 13, 14 years. Yeah. Um, I met Aziz around 2014, 2015. So I met him halfway in. He, so I met him when he was already got got the whole, some of the horror stories out out the way. Um, but today I said, Aziz, let's talk about that first deal and like take yourself back 14 years ago. Wow. You know, put yourself, put your your cap on. What was out there? What was in 2007? What, what songs was out? Like? Man, I don't even know. Uh, the old school stuff. Old you know, school. Yeah. I was, like you said, I was just getting started. But so with that, with that time frame he's talking about, you would think that, oh, you know, you jump in and you're doing all these deals. No, it's, it's a slow progression. And I'm going to talk about that. But that 14 years, I had other business going on. I was doing other things and I was just getting in the real estate market. So it takes time that we want you to understand. You're not going to just get in and then tomorrow you got 20 deals. You know, it's going to take you probably six months to a year just to find a deal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so you keep that in mind that it's not going to be you jumped in the next day. You're rich. That's a part of some of the stuff we talked about last time with the mindset. You know, it's, it's a progression. It's a learning process. Yeah. So, yeah. So we are gonna go back to 2007. I got some songs. The Buy you a drink was one of the songs. <laughs> That's gonna, when Jay Z was Jay Z was You know, Chris Brown, Kiss Kiss. So just to give you guys where we are, because we're gonna go back to 2007. We wanna tackle some of uh, Aziz's uh, lessons that he has learned. You know, not lost, but lessons. What you know, some things that if he could go back, what would he do differently? You know, what what do you, what were you proud about? You know, what we made you happy to do this. What even got your mindset to do this? So, I think we should go ahead and dig on in with that with that question. What what got you to flip houses? Man, so it's been. Uh, I always had a, a passion to do this. So, I, like I mentioned before, I worked with my uncle. He had a construction building business when I was in college, and I helped him build his first house. So, that kind of planted the seed for me. Back from the ground up. From the ground up. Okay. Ground up in uh, Chantilly, Virginia. So that was kind of build the seed for me. I was always good. You know, my dad had a security business, like I told you before, doing locksmith. So I was always good with my hands. So I'm thinking well, I'm good with my hands. You know, I need to get in real estate. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. You know, and that's not that's not actually the best mindset to have, you know, because you have a business background. It doesn't matter if you can't, if you don't know how to swing a hammer, you can be in real estate. <laughs> so true. don't don't get that wrong that you got to be able to. That just gave you the courage. That gave me the courage. Gotcha. It gave me the courage. And I saw the passion in it. And I was already, you know, I went to school, you know, I left early because I knew I wanted to do business. Gotcha. So I knew this was going to be a business that I could do because I already knew, you know, how to work mm-hmm. with my hands and Feel do stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. It was in your backyard. Was, exactly. Exactly. And that first deal was in uh, Maryland, Fort Washington. And I, I'll break it down a little bit. And as Courtney asked questions, I'll kind of jog my memory because, again, it was a long time ago. So Fort Washington, Maryland, I bought the house, right, um, in the anticipation that I was going to move in it. It was already livable, and I was going to fix it up as we went, right, as I lived in it, okay. fix it up a little bit of time, basically upgrade the house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then once I finished upgrading, I would sell it okay. and then do that again. Okay. And that ended up being, whew, I lived in the house probably five, six years. Oh, wow. I had yeah. other businesses going yeah. on, that things like house that. House. Yeah, yeah. So when you when you have a plan, it doesn't always 
actually work out exactly how you want it to, mm-hmm. don't get frustrated. Stick with the plan. Keep it going, no matter how long it takes, because eventually you'll get there. Gotcha. And that's one of the strongest lessons that I learned from that. Just stick with it. Just stick with it. Stick, stick with, with it. it. Stick and, with it. And for, for those, you know, Fort Washington, Maryland is right outside of uh, the D.C. area, uh, affluent area. Um, you know, very, it's definitely a, a good area. So, like you said, even if you bought it, at, you know, if, at at its lowest, maybe at its not at its highest potential, it was still a good livable house. And uh, you said it took you about five years. So, so okay. So, stay stick with the game plan. Um, let's talk. How much did you have to put in the house? So here's one lesson, the first lesson that I learned. So I bought the house cash. Uh, I bought the house cash at the time. It was, I want to say, about 175000 Wow. So that's, that's one of the mistakes that I learned. So when you're doing this, because it's about leverage, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily say take out loans, but at the same time, if you can get other investors, and that's what we talk, we'll talk about that later, start establishing investors now. Paying in cash, so you'll have all your cash tied in one project for five or six years. When mm-hmm. essentially, I could have had three or four projects going, mm-hmm. leveraging that leveraging money. Yourself up. So that was one mistake I made. I, I just said, okay, I pay cash. I don't have to pay anybody, no mortgages and that kind of stuff. Which and that's that's part of the reason why I stayed in there so long. Gotcha. Cause I, I got comfortable, right? I didn't have no mortgage. Mm-hmm. You know, I was taking trips. You know, I had other businesses, so I was, you know, buying cars mm-hmm. every every other year. Mm-hmm. So, and those are some of the things we're going to talk about too that you learn. You got to learn how to manage. You know, so you want to get into position again. This is a great way to do it. Get in a house that you can live in, that you can fix up over time, and look at it as long term. That eventually it's going to be an investment for you. You're going to sell it and then go to the next phase. I want. I want to just um, ex- let's help explain because leverage. I hear that word thrown out a lot in podcasting. I know what it is, but I do remember in my banking career, I, like, what is leverage? You know, and I had to ask somebody, she was like, it's just spraying yourself thin like what I did, kid. And she, and I was like, what do you mean? And to my knowledge, leverage is, instead of putting all of your cash in one, I can put it on a portion and do the other on credit. Yeah. And yep. then once that project is finished, I'll have enough funds to pay that off as well as receive a profit. Pay that off as well as receive a profit. Is Absolutely, that, okay. that, and that's essentially what it is. In, in a layman's term, that's exactly what it is. So, but also we talked about you can borrow the money or take a mortgage on it. But we're gonna teach you how before you even really get going is to re- and get investment and why private investment is important because you're paying people from private investment based on the profit, right? If you if you take out a loan like if you do hard money mm-hmm. like what we do now, right? Mm-hmm. We do hard money. We're paying for that yeah. upfront. Yeah. Right, we paying points up front. Mm-hmm. We're paying monthly interest payments, that type of stuff, which is uh, it takes away from your profit, mm-hmm. right? And that was my philosophy when I said I'm gonna buy it in cash. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to take from my profit. profit. But what I should have done at that point, because I was beginning, I should have had a mortgage for partial, or I had some investors coming with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That way, I would had more. I could have done more projects at the same time. Because you're basically saying instead of spending that 175 on that one house, you could have maybe bought three. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Three. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So I mean, yeah, that's uh, that's that's crazy. But I mean, like you said, I mean, I think people, some people probably say, I don't want a mortgage. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't want that. So I mean, what's the? Do you have any um, benefits of doing that? Absolutely. So I lived basically, and and at the end of the day, when I did my numbers, yeah. I I could say that I lived in a property for free. Okay. So that was part of my my profit, profit. right? Instead of paying fifteen two thousand or a month on mortgage, I was actually living for free. And you did that over the course of five years. Exactly. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Now I didn't save it because I didn't know at the time. I like I said, I was vacationing, buying cars, yeah. and you know thought I was living good. Yeah. You know when essentially I should have been 
putting that money aside to grow my business to grow my business when I originally got into the next phase was yeah. full scale investment. Gotcha. See, okay. Maybe this might be helping somebody out who's who got pre approved right now. <laughs> you know, maybe got some cash, wanna go buy a house cash right now, seeing how he can maximize that that cash. Um, do you remember the ARV at the time? Uh, because the plan was to live in it for a while. Again, I was new to the game, so I didn't really didn't have an ARV. Gotcha. I knew Fort Washington was growing mm-hmm. because at that time they were already talking about the National yeah, Harbor. So I right. said, this is a great that location. So I could afford to pay cash for it in PG County. Uh-huh. Again, a little bit about PG County. If, if you guys don't know, research PG County because for African Americans, the richest. the richest county for African Americans in the right. nation. That's right. Okay, and that's still growing. So research PG County. It's been like that for the past couple of decades. Yeah, and <laughs> it'll continue because it's just going to keep growing. So now that house is probably worth you know a lot more. And at the time when I sold it, I said, should I keep it? But then that's the time when I said, I'm going to move to Texas mm-hmm. and start full-scale investment. So I didn't have the time to mess with a rental property. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that, that was a part of it. Do so you that, think do you regret it? No, Good. not really, not Good. really. Because Good. trying to manage all of that, yeah, it, it, it would have been too much. Yeah. It been, that's another thing that you got to know. Uh, trying to take on too much at one time is it, not a good idea. If you're going to get into real estate, you know, start, like I said, if you can live in a property and fix it up, or, you know, you have a house already, you can start with a small property. Obviously, you're still going to be working or doing your other business. So take it slow. Don't try to jump in, even if you have money, don't try to jump in and buy five or six properties because now you have two or $300 sitting aside you, because there's things that you're going to learn along the way and it's better to learn on one mm-hmm. and maybe lose a little bit here and there mm-hmm. learn your lessons mm-hmm. and then go to the next phases versus away. trying to do all at once and you're going to lose money yeah yeah that makes sense so so let's talk about um what when you bought the house what did you anticipate on putting into the house or what did you put into the house so i i anticipated basically doing a full rehab on the house okay uh originally when i bought it like i said it was livable so what we did is over time first I think the first thing we did was was uh, paint the house, right? It was a brick house. You painted the outside? No, I didn't paint the outside. Okay. It was a brick house, brick front. And in Maryland, they do a lot of brick fronts, and brick it had front. vinyl siding. So I knew that was, that was you know, that was mm-hmm. you only had to power wash that, and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. The yard was decent. You know, like I said, the, the garage was decent. So I went and started on the inside. Okay. So first phase we did was I enlarged the master bedroom. So originally it was a 4-2, no, 4 two and a half. And what I did was I knocked out, I took one side of the, the house mm-hmm. and knocked out the middle wall. Mm-hmm. So I made it a three, mm-hmm. you know, so I had one large master bedroom on one mm-hmm. side with, and we remodeled the bathroom mm-hmm. and then the other two, you know, were rooms. And I know with those houses, cause my dad wants to do that to his house. Yeah. And cause those rooms are, they're old colonial style homes. It was a know? colonial home. Yep. So those homes are very, um, if anyone knows what those colonial homes are. Old school homes, very everything is sectioned off. Yep. Everything is is a room room. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So okay, so you made that modern modern. I modernized it, and then from there, since I knew we I was gonna be living in it, I wanted a, a larger master bedroom, and so that was the first phase. And then we went on to do the kitchen. Gotcha. So we did we remodeled the whole kitchen, all new flooring, all new tile, uh, you know, all new appliances, and you know, paint all of that. Uh, we didn't outside of that we didn't do like we didn't knock out any walls and downstairs because mm-hmm. downstairs it was kind of it was choppy but at the same time it was open okay so the kitchen and living room were all one that's right so it was still kind of had that open theme okay. and then it had a separate dining room and then another living room gotcha. okay. uh, so it had like a formal living room and then like a basic they family room type of deal and yeah, yeah. And okay. then it had an unfinished basement. Was The basement was huge. And originally I thought I was going to do the basement. And after the years, you know, 
we were still using the basement because it was still usable. You know, I fixed it up a little bit, but before I sold it, I never did the basement. Gotcha. The prices kept going up. I said, why do the basement? Mm-hmm. You know, I can still sell it for what, you know, make some money off mm-hmm. of it and not even have to do the basement. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so how much would you say you put into the house? Uh, I probably put it in about 40 grand. Wow. How much did you sell it for? Uh, after I think it was like two sixty, okay. we sold. Yeah, so we made a nice profit. And then again, because I lived in it for free, that's actually profit, that's right? right. You you're saving remember. money or you're making money. That's profit. Correct. That's Correct. what people need to understand. I'm, I'm glad you said that because a lot of people, you know, <laughs> don't think that. Hey, I'm, I'm not, I don't see no money. You but you're saving money. I'm saving money that you would have definitely been spending. It's not like you're going to spend for your rent. Yeah, <laughs> More absolutely. So you definitely are saving in that in that point of view. Yeah. Okay. So would you do it again? Absolutely. If I was to start all over, I would do the same thing. But only, like I said, the difference that I would make is I would have done it faster. Okay. And then the money that I was that I should have put aside, mm-hmm. I was using to, you know, live off of. But I was young at the time. So, you know, buying cars, you know, mm-hmm. my neighbor would always say, hey, you get a new car every year. I was mm-hmm. like, pretty much. You know? <laughs> I had three yeah. or four nice cars in the driveway. You know, you were young. You thought yeah. you was doing something, you know. What, um... How was your experience with the contractors? Any any experience? That was part of the other thing that, that took a long time. I did most of the work myself. Oh. Yeah, I did everything myself. I, I hired a guy to help me with the drywall because I'm not very good with doing drywall. Okay. Taping and floating, you know, that okay. type of thing. So I had a guy help me with that and the plumbing. But the knock down the wall and all that. Oh, I did all that with my bare hands, there man. There you go. See? And again, but so that's a lesson that I learned too. <laughs> when you get into real estate, do not assume that I can do everything myself. Uh, Don't assume that. If you're if you're if you want to be an investor, you want to say, all right, I need to find good people that I can hire that do this every day. They can get it done fast. Versus, you know, I can save money by doing it myself. You know, and so many people think like that. Absolutely, and, absolutely. And, and I've, I mean, the podcast. You told me this too, and I, but I met you later in life. But you definitely agreed to that. If you buy it at a good number, you can afford to have all of that that and still make a good profit. Absolutely. And that's what I learned from you. You know, it's all about you make money in real estate when you purchase. That's um, right. And so, we're going to say that over and over again. Yeah, you're going to hear that. That's definitely one of those things. And, because it's one of those things that you got to keep hearing. And then once you do it, it'll make sense. Yeah. Because that's how it was for me. I didn't understand that until I'm like, oh, it don't matter what. Okay. Yeah. I got it. Good. You know, you're like, how do you get these? It's just, but it's, it's like, you know, some of those old sayings that our parents and grandparents used to say until you, then when you live through life, He'd be like, oh, that's, I understand what the whole Rob Peter to pay Paul meant this yeah. whole time. Like, right. you know, so yeah, yeah. So that's definitely one thing you will hear us continue to say is, um, you know, you make your money in real estate when you purchase. Now, other industries, it's not like that, which I had to learn, you know. But in real estate, yeah. you making that money the most when you when you purchase. When you buy it right. When you buy it right. And now because the interest rates are so low, you know, even here in Texas or it actually across the nation, you know, people are like, I can pay more because it's the interest. And that's cool if it's if it's in a house you want to live in, right? But it's not cool if it's an investment. To pay more just because the interest rates are low, blah, blah, blah. No. You still want to make sure you're following that 70-30 rule. And you want to make sure that, you know, the property is, is valued at what you're paying for. Not because you have five people that want to bid on the property. Mm-hmm. So you're going to willing to pay more because you want the property. That's a bad philosophy or mentality to start getting into. And that's usually the ego thing, right? That's the ego thing. Or you want the property so bad because you want to get started that you jump into something wrong. You jump in too fast. Take your time. Be patient. It's a patient game. And I heard Robert Kiyosaki. I'm going to talk about that in a second. He said, we want to find great deals, not good deals. Right? Now, that not always necessarily means money. 
a great deal can be you buy a property that's relatively, you know, maybe uh, middle range and you only have to do $10,000 worth of rehab. You can turn it around real quick. So that's still a great deal. Mm-hmm. Or you buy a property for dirt cheap, like mm-hmm. the one we're doing now, mm-hmm. and you do a complete rehab. Mm-hmm. So your your money is there. People want those deals People. opposed to the... Put ten thousand. They yeah. want the grand collateral, yeah, and, and, exactly. and I have met a lot of people, especially younger people. They want the, and I believe that's probably because we watch social media. We we look at TV. It's always the colossal deals. Yeah, it ain't never uh, Joanne and them. They're never going to HGTV just knocking on one wall. Yeah, <laughs> they want to go in there and tear, wreck havoc. Yeah, and and I think that is how. I'm glad you said that as someone who's been doing this for some time because. That's that's not what it's about. No. It's about having good deals. If I could get a couple of deals a month that I'm making twenty thousand, yep. maybe I didn't make the sixty thousand, whatever. Am I not still winning? Yeah, <laughs> Depends on what time and energy I have to put in it. That's, and I think I don't think enough people put um, when they do their evaluation. I don't think they put that time into their calculations. No. Time, wealth is is calculated by time. Correct. Time, time, and and amount of time that you can live off the money that you have. So time is very important. You're not getting the time back. You can make money, you can lose money, and you, if you if you educate yourself correctly, you can regain that money. Mm-hmm. But you can't get the time back. No, you can't get the time. Back. I don't think, people, like I said, some people like I'm just thinking when you were talking about you did everything yourself. Yeah, <laughs> you know that was a colossal lot. mistake. Yeah, and and a lot of people, even in my banking experience, people come down and they think they're cutting. Their cost down, mm-hmm. and in the long, you really could be missing out on even more money. You know, what if what if instead of you could have you could have you know had somebody do that for you. Meanwhile, you out and about getting more deals. Right. But now you can't get more deals because you're doing the work too. That's you right. know, what I'm saying? That's and, right. and um, Robert Kiyosaki, that rich dad poor dad, he talks about that. You know, outsourcing very. Uh, he's very a component of you stick to your what you know in your lane, and hire people who. Know what they know in their lane. And speaking about that, so I'll, show, I'll tell you about the progression. What are you saying? Is I didn't know that, right? I, I had to learn that because I thought I was saving money by doing it myself, which is, like I said, a colossal mistake. So after a couple years into it, you know, I had the property rehab, living there for free, you know, taking the money that I should have been putting aside and enjoying that, living, you know, as I would think good, but really compared to who was I living good, you know, mm-hmm. compared to my neighbors, maybe good, but compared to wealthy people, you know, I was just scraping the bottom, you know. Mm-hmm. So after a couple of years, I took a Robert Kiyosaki course. Okay. And that's when I started understanding, like you said, hire people. you take that? You know, because I knew I wanted to take this to the next level. Okay. Even though I got mixed up and doing other things, mm-hmm. 2008 hit, mm-hmm. so, you know, the market crashed. So I couldn't sell it at that time, so I had to live in there a couple more years. Mm-hmm. The bottom fell out That's of the so market. True. That's so true. So I had to wait. But in between that, I took a Robert Kiyosaki class because I knew I wanted I wanted to be a full-time real estate yeah. investor. Yeah. So I said, let me, I, I heard a little, you know, on the radio, you know how he does. I'm yeah. coming to town, blah, blah, yeah. blah. So I went to his little free program that was a couple hours. Yeah. And from there, I said, you know, I'm going to invest some money. You're always talking about knowledge is power. So you was, Knowledge is power. You was investing in, I mean, that's one thing, Ross, that I told y'all when we first met, that's the book he gave me. Read this first, then come talk to me if you're really serious. So I, I do know. So you invested into that. In that free class, then you, you took the class that pays? Yeah. How much yeah. was that? So, and, and, and this is this is the genius of, uh, of of when you're setting that program up. A genius of Robert Kiyosaki. So the first class is free. It's an hour. <laughs> then from there, they sell you another class. It's like $500 for a weekend. Okay. And then from there, they're going to sell you a bigger program yeah. that says, all right, now you got this, you got that. Now, if you really want to get it going, you got to have all of this. Now, looking back from this, those first two classes, was there nuggets in there? There was. There was okay. some nuggets. Okay. Not enough to actually be a full-time investor, and that's what I wanted to do. You know, so you, 
And for me, I knew I wanted to spend the money. So he could have been like, take this class, the free class. Yeah. This is what we're going to tell you on the, you know, yeah, just yeah. just pay the whole amount and you just get started. You would still have been cool with it. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you still would have been cool, cool with it. So, all right, so then you end up taking his big class. His big class. And How I was, was that? It was like 12 grand. And would you learn enough out of that class to then make you feel comfortable? I did. I could say I did. I could say I did. And now, um, for myself, so when I took the class, it was probably a year after I finished all the programs because the programs were, you know, you have three days here, three days there, so it's different phases of the program. You know, some of them were in New York, different areas that you had to go to. So as I was doing that, you know, I was learning things along the way, Mm -hmm. but I still had other things going on. So it was a year after I finished the class before I even really got into another deal. (laughs) So you have to understand that. And that's why, again, that's what we do what we do. We teach people here locally. Mm -hmm. You know, we have programs like Earn and Learn that you can get in because you're going to take those classes and you're not going to be ready right away. Mm -hmm. You know, so, and essentially, if you're not ready right now, when you take those classes, don't spend the ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000. You know, go in and, and, listen to podcasts, read, you know, learn, do things like that. And then if you want the extra education, go ahead and then take the class to spend the money. Okay. I'm not against spending the money. What I'm saying is that a lot of people get into it. Oh, I can make, you know, thousands of dollars. You know, I can be rich in real estate. Yeah, that's true. But it's not going to happen overnight. They just think they could go pay. Let me go pay this 10. And I'm going to be ready. And the next month, I'm definitely going to have a house to flip this, that, and the third. Exactly. But exactly. what you're saying, do a little bit of prerequisites. Yes. Maybe, maybe. Okay. And I think, because I remember you saying... You was you went to that daggone class, sat next to people who ain't closed now one day. None, none. And, and I think so many people do that. Yep. You know, they, they you jump the gun like my pops used to say, and, and now you find yourself mm-hmm. somewhere t- where you should have done a little bit prerequisite course for this class, and then it would have mean so, so much more to you, would have added value to your life a lot, a lot differently. Absolutely. But one good thing I can say about myself that. My prerequisites, I already had a property. You already had a property. That's I had right. a property. That's right. Right? So, yeah. but you I didn't. You got your I, feet and feet wet. But I wasn't learning anything. I said, I can do the work. I buy a property. I can resell it. That's mm-hmm. the, basically all I knew at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, so I had to get the education, the gotcha. good education, so I could take it to the next level. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, um, for someone just starting off, you just meet a young man off the street, young lady off the street, you know. They just got pre-approved for a house or they have the cash to purchase a house. What advice would you give them? So I always tell people, so buying a house is emotional, right? And you have to understand, okay, that's what we talked about last time, mindset. What is my mindset? Am I buying this house because it's my dream home? I'm going to live in it forever? Or am I going to say this is my starter home? I'm going to fix it up, live Mm -hmm. in it for a few years, Mm -hmm. resell it and buy a bigger home or invest some of that money into real estate, buy a nicer home. That's the mindset I always tell people to do. Okay. Because homes are always going to be there. For sure. Right? So people get in, oh, I have a $300,000 approval. I'm going to go and spend all 300000 versus let me see if I can get a, a home that I can fix up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Live in it. Like, again, my mm-hmm. example, live in it, fix it up as I go. Add value to it. You know, add value to it and then resell it. Now I made more money and then I can go buy a nicer home. Mm-hmm. So people get into, you know, they want to... Again, it's emotional. Yeah. You know, you want everything to be nice and new and shiny, mm-hmm. but that's not an investment. If if you're if you work a nine to five every day, you got a three hundred thousand dollar, even maybe a five hundred thousand dollar approval. You continue have to work a you, nine to five for the rest of your life. <laughs> for the rest of your life, you know. And and can't tell you how many times I have this conversation. I, I say, this is what I do, and I'm talking about my family, friends. This is what I do. I can find you a property for half of what you're trying to pay. That's a decent neighborhood. 
that you just fix it up and you're going to add value to it. And you can still get the home you want because if you have that extra money, you can take that 30, 40 grand that you didn't purchase of the house. You can put that money into fixing the property mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Now you have a house that, you know, that all you new, that you remodeled. And that you, that you want. And you saved a lot of money doing it. Yeah. Right. And they still... They don't get it. They don't get it. Because, again, it's like buying a new car. You know, I want everything shiny. I want to be able to show my friends, blah, blah, blah. But you're not thinking long term. But you're not thinking long term. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not thinking long term. And uh, me and another partner were talking about this. uh, One of my partners up in the Maryland area, we were talking about this. See, the reason why other communities have built wealth is because they had home ownership, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if you take you take my parents, for example, we, we never really owned a house. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't pass that along to me, mm-hmm. you know? And but as wealth. As wealth. Other communities, they have homes. You know, they get old, they die, or they, they get old, they want to sell it. But they bought that house in 1950 for nothing. And then in 2000, they can turn around and sell it for two or 300000 They can help out their kids. You know what I'm saying? They can take equity out of it. Mm-hmm. Even today, like I said, if you buy a house that's less expensive... Right, you fix it up. You already added value to the home, so you still go and take the equity out of it, and then take that and go and reinvest it in somewhere else. Mm. I don't think people understand how the vehicle of a house works. That's right. So, I, cause I, I have to have conversations with people. Why? Well, why should I even own a house? What's the purpose? Of, I don't own it for real. Yeah. I still gotta pay somebody, but I'm like, but that vehicle, you could go take it to the bank, use it as collateral. Say, hey, I need a little cash out of here, and any bank would give you that without a heart of a doubt. You can't take that car. You can't take that 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 S five fifty and say, "Hey, I uh, I just bought this hundred thousand dollar car. Mm-hmm. I just need ten thousand out of it." Yeah. Boy, that car done went down ten thousand yeah. <laughs> as soon as you took it off the lot. So you took it off so the it, lot. It, and I think that is one of the things that you know what I'm saying. A lot of people mindset is is definitely not geared to, which is <laughs> the exit strategy. Yeah. I remember hearing somebody always say, "You got to think of the exit strategy." That's right. And most people don't think about that. Most people, you don't even. I think they they say average American now lives into three houses. Mm-hmm. In, the, in that average lifespan, if I'm right. not mistaken. Yep. You got that first house, which is your starter home. Then you got that middle house, which you raise your kids out of. Then once the kids graduate, you got that empty nesters, and they typically move one more time. That's the average person. Yep. I think it's going to go up after that. Oh, yeah. People going to start moving For more. Real. And then, you know, the as far as because of the price of housing, it keeps increasing. The, what they call the American dream is dying. Dying. Ouch. And a lot of, like your generation, yeah. they want to rent something. Correct. You know, and that's fine. But if you wanna, if you if you're looking at it as a mindset of I'm an investing, mm-hmm. right? You buy a property again that's less. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it before. What he just said is about taking that property and going to the bank and, and getting money. That's leverage. That's leverage. That's leverage. That's leverage. It's leverage. And the more houses you got, the more you can do that. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And then it, it it may not just be real estate. You can you can leverage that money to pay off debt, mm-hmm. make your credit better, so you can go in and borrow more money or For whatever you need to do. Do anything. It's it's all about using that as a vehicle. Exactly. And I think it was explained to me like car, like life insurance or insurance in general. That's a vehicle. You can do so much with a life insurance policy, depending on what type of policy you build. You know, you can borrow money from that. You, you know, I, I, one of our buddies he he does insurance and he he talked to the uh, Deron talked to us yep. about how how much you can do in this. Just because money is in this vehicle, you can do so much. Money is money, and I think once we understand how it works and the tools that you use it. People will use it better. Absolutely, and, and that's what I'm saying. Well, I would never. And now, if they say I can't use the house as a collateral no more, then okay, now you can put that up with the apartment. Yeah. Because now they're both used as the same. Exactly. If that was the case. Yeah. But now that I can take this and go to the bank and they can take that note, hold that, would give me cash, 
I can never do that with apartment. No. I don't care if I'm spending two thousand dollars a month. Can't. I can't. I can't say I just stayed here for five years. That was sixty grand or seventy-two thousand, whatever. I can't get some of that back. No, nope. no, sir. It's gone. It's gone. Done, done. Mm-hmm. That's in the, that. Guess who money I went to? The investors that started that that apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> went to them. So um, yeah, I'm glad we had this, especially for the new buyers because I I do believe that. That three hundred thousand dollar house again. Re- reading that rich dad poor dad, he talked about his father who was the superintendent who, who every time he he got a promotion, he got a bigger house. Yep. But yep. that also caused him not to take as many vacations. You got to continue to make money to afford this house. Well, you know why I got a three hundred thousand dollar house and it's just me and, and somebody else. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no kids. Don't, don't make no, no sense. Don't make don't. no sense. But we do that. And and what Robert Kiyosaki calls it is as if you play the and check out the game. You know now you can get it for free. The um, rat race. cash flow quadrant. So what he calls that is you're stuck now. You're in a rat trap. You're in a rat trap. Because you got a house, you got cars, whatever you got kids. No way you can get out. You can't. You can't stop working. Nope. Ouch. In your example, you were able to stop working because you you, you laid a foundation mm-hmm. and you said this is this is my mindset. This is where I'm trying to go. So when I get to a certain level, I can get out of my job. Mm-hmm. Now you have time to go and really build wealth. Mm-hmm. If you're working a nine to five, unless you're really, really ambitious, I'm not saying you can't do it because I did it. It took me a lot longer. But, and if you learn this now, like Courtney did at a young age, that you can do it a lot faster. So once you get that mindset, you can start that process. Yeah. And that's when the process is, all right, I can afford a house. I got mm-hmm. a good job. Mm-hmm. I'm afford a house that I can I can leverage mm-hmm. to do other investments, pay mm-hmm. off my debt, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. This is how wealth was, is built it's in this country. Right. And we were never taught that right. in our community. And that's why we still fall behind when it's talk, when we talk about wealth. wealth. That's right. And we and unfortunately, for 80% of us still don't get it. No. I walk into people, they have, it's not saying that, you know, I'm saying that I'm whatever, I make more money than a lot of people, and I see people buying brand better cars than me, got better houses than me, and you know they want to show it on Facebook. Yep. They want to do all this stuff, and, and you know, and it makes them feel good. But what are you doing for your kids? Mm-hmm. What are you doing for your community? Minus all that, what are you doing for yourself? Nothing. You're gonna you're nothing. Running nothing. around just to, to to what they say to make yourself appear like for people who don't even care about absolutely. You. absolutely. You're making yourself. A feel like this for Facebook when half those people they could care less. They could care less. Cause they all got their own problems. I don't right. think people realize how many people got their own problems. So yeah. ain't nobody really worried about another person's X Y Z. Who cares? And, and I just had this conversation before I came here to this podcast. My buddy, he coming on for an insurance claim. Mm-hmm. He got a house already. He bought this house in Atlanta in in 2009, 2010 maybe. Tyler Perry studio right across the street. Mm. Big equity went into the house. Mm. Oh, he's killing it. Killing it. And then he talked about, man, I'm about to go, you know, pay my car off. My only old XYZ on my house. And I'm about to get an S550, have a little note. I said, bro. He said, would you do that? I said, I mean, that's that's what niggas do. Excuse my French. <laughs> Sorry you know, that's, about that's that. Definitely, that's, that's definitely what And I, you know, just to preface yeah. that, when I when I was telling my balls, I was playing like a nigga. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I said, I said, you know, you could do that. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah. Or you can live your expenses low, invest that somewhere else. Because I said the Acon rule said don't you you might buy S five fifty. I said that car the oil changes five hundred forty five. That's people don't understand that when they get their nice car. I said four my uncle got one. Yeah. Four hundred something dollars Just for, for an oil. oil change. That's right. That's crazy. But if you spend a hundred thousand, that should be chump change to you. Yeah, it should be. It should on be on paper. That's right. It should. You should spend over a hundred thousand dollars for a car. Yeah, yeah. Four hundred dollars yeah. shouldn't be nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So what do you? So you if you can't if you're complaining about that, then that should already let you know 
I think this is too much for me. Yeah, that's right. And that's I'm like, right. dude, if you cannot, Akon's rule was, if I cannot spend 10% of my liquid cash mm-hmm. to purchase it, I'm not getting it. So that's I need right. to have a million cash right. in order to buy a $100,000 car. Exactly. And we look at we look at the entertainers, or athletes, and all that. And we say, well, they can buy Bentleys and stuff. You trying to chase them, but they have they making you know literally million plus <laughs> yeah. dollars. So you making sixty? They're still in the ten percent range <laughs> when they buy a Bentley. Yes. You in most cases, again, same case I was. Even though I bought nice cars, I shouldn't have. I was spending maybe 40 percent on a car because of based on my income, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if you buy S. Uh, S50 with uh, as a Mercedes S50 and you only making you know 100 200,000 you're spending way more than 10% on then, a car and you got people that are doing that less oh, and here's the thing when that stimulus check came out and I'm seeing so many people talking about they got it yeah I'm like y'all do know that means you made less than 80,000 that's right that's right however everybody if you look at their cars yeah because mind you, I work at a bank. Yeah. I used to work at a bank. I'm like, yo, everybody got these stimulus checks coming up in Benzes. Yep. Everybody got BMW. They yep. must be the new new Fords because highest maintenance car and out of all cars. If you if you think about buying BMW, where you think it? Because I love BMWs, but I'm not gonna spend that. If and it's been like that for maybe five, ten plus years. To maintain a BMW costs more than to maintain any other car that's, that's made. Ouch. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. And how, how much could you sell that car for to get? Did that car make you money? Nothing. And that's why I don't think people understand. And that's why I told him, I said, dude, you can do that, but that car is not a vehicle that's going to make you money. Nope. At all. At all. Stocks, life insurance, these are vehicles that you put money into to hopefully maximize your money. Then you could buy the car cash. That's right. But I don't, and again, that, he was like, you're right. Eventually, I'm like, again, I don't want to stop you because. Who I'm, you know what I'm saying? Live, you only get one life, right? So I'm not going to say, dude, do however you want to live. But However, he asked you, so you open the door, right? Me, <laughs> would, I, would I do that? Yeah. Hell no. No. I would not do that at all. No. And I told I said, dude, I'm, I'm going to owe. My car is old too. It's clean, but it ain't. I don't got no car note. I ain't yeah. got no mortgage. I don't got no light bill, you know? And I told him, I said, that allows me to free up my mind to think of other investments. That's right. I said I didn't see that at first. I heard people say that, mm-hmm. but I said I can tell you from the from the truth that this freed up my mind to think of other things to do to grow my money. You know, it's like right. it's like because you got stuff on rent every first of the month. You like damn, make sure I got I pay my rent. Mm-hmm. If you th- I got I got this seven hundred dollar car note. I gotta make sure I have seven hundred dollars plus the fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. And that's just you ain't even talking about no car insurance. Nope. The maintenance, all of that. Come on, man. Yeah. I like to live a very. I like to sleep good at night. Yeah. Not yeah. knowing how a lot of people. That's right. <laughs> and it's a lot. It's a lot different. Like you said, sleeping good, man. You got a different mentality. That's a different. And I, pref- different I would prefer to sleep good and walk differently. Yeah. Than to appear as if I'm sleeping good and walking differently. Right. You know what I'm saying? And 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 what Cordy's talking about is is he's at the phase now where he's he's living comfortable and he's doing well. Right now we're taking it to the next phase where. It's going to be a little uncomfortable, but it's uncomfortable because he's building wealth. Mm-hmm. It's a difference. Mm-hmm. You're buying other businesses. Mm-hmm. You're buying other buildings. Mm-hmm. So money going to be tight, but it's something that you're growing Correct. versus my money is tight because I got a new car, a new house. Yeah. It's a whole it difference. It is. And I just had this conversation with my wife. I was like, I mean, we doing this stuff, but it don't feel like it. And she's like, no, but but you got to look at what's going on. Look, yeah. at, look at what it's paying. I, I had to really sit back and, again, I listen to people. I'm, I'm a firm... Um, my dad taught me and listen to older people who've done it. I just heard that my whole life, and I had older brothers that were bad and did. 
And I'd be like, yeah, I'm not about to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you learn I'm from sorry. That. I learned right, from other. Right. I see my dad have a lot of kids go do. I'm not about to do that. If that's what it, that's what, I'm not about to just give my money up just mm-hmm. for nothing. Like, I seen it. No, I'm good. I'm, I would rather. So now I'm listening to people. And all I can say is I met Aziz six, six years ago. And now I just did something last year. It, it takes, my mom says, about five years for any good business to that's take right. off. That's right. That's right. And my mom ain't starting out one, but she knew that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She said it takes five because it just, that's just the way, I guess that's just the way of life. That's the way it works. I, I don't even, I can't even explain it. She's in her 60s, but again, that comes with the age. She just knows. Yep. She told me that when I got, she said it's going to take five years. And I tried to beat her. Yeah, you try to, you try to. <laughs> Crazy. <and> yeah. <laughs> you try to go make it go fast. Yeah, but. But when you, when you, when we say, when we look at it right now, somebody just first getting started, they say six years. Man, that's a long time. It's not very long at all. Mm-hmm. To be in a position where Courtney is now, and it only took him six years, you have to understand. You you gotta you. That's why you gotta read. You gotta get that mindset to say, I can do this. I can struggle for six years because I know after that six years, I'm gonna be able to start doing the things that I want to do. I can at that point, you know, when you get to build that wealth, you can buy s fifty. You can buy a Bentley. Mm-hmm. You can you can you can take it to the next level mm-hmm. and not have. You can pay cash for them, mm-hmm. or you can you can afford the mortgage and the maintenance of it, you know, the car Easy. payments easily mm-hmm. versus saying, I got to get this now to show everybody. Yeah. 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 And I don't think people realize how old we're going to, you know, you're going to see 70. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. You're 30. You got at least, I heard uh, Charlamagne, he counted about a summer. You got at least good 25, 30 more summers in you. Yeah. At least, right? <laughs> at least. 30 <laughs> right. more good summers, you right, know? So, right, right. so relax. Yeah. You know, you, you done had some good summers when you was in high school to college. All right. I had got about ten summers from good ten good summers from fifteen to twenty five. Let me struggle for a good six, seven, maybe mm-hmm. another ten summers. Yeah. And then, but if that struggle is going to and leave a foundation of free time, yeah. I, that's what what I want. Out of all, I don't, I'm not even a big car dude. Yeah. I'm a time dude. Yeah. That's how you calculate wealth by time. I want to be able to like, and that might be some trauma that, I, but I know I want to spend like my dad. He worked eighty hours a week. Yeah. Damn near my whole life. Yeah. Now he gave me a a, a a better life than my neighborhood friends, mm-hmm. right? Still mm-hmm. what like you said earlier, like compared to who, you yeah, know? What yeah, 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 yeah. But compared to my neighborhood, I had a, but he wasn't there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, yo, that that bothered me. So I'm like, I don't want that. Yeah. I still want my type of life. That he sent me out of the country, mm-hmm. and he ain't never left DC. However, he wasn't there. He couldn't yeah. like enjoy. Yeah. He couldn't enjoy him. He couldn't enjoy his hard work. Basically, is what yeah. I'm saying. Like he couldn't see it. Yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So that time is, is my it's important. That's it's about, my motivation. It's, when you think about your life, it's about lifestyle. Like you said, now you're in a position where you don't have a large mortgage, you don't have a car payment, you can breathe, you don't got to worry yeah. about if I'm going to yeah. be able to make the rent, what if I get laid off, yeah. all this kind of stuff. Yeah. It's about lifestyle. So you can, you, like I said, you know, I have people that drive better cars than me, live in better houses than me, but their their lifestyle is not the same as mine. Mm-hmm. So you can't you can't gauge on you know the, the, what you have and the things that you can show other people based on your lifestyle. That's not lifestyle. Yeah, right? and Aziz is one of the people who I look because Aziz, I'm, when I tell you, he he definitely could do some some of the stuff, but he him and his his family lives comfortable. They're not you know everybody. It's a it's about that type of nobody's stressing out. Everybody you see has got a smile on their face. We, if I want to go up and go somewhere tomorrow, I can do it. Yeah. That's how you want to live. Freedom. Freedom. And, I, and Z used to always say that. He'd be like, man, let me know when you're scared. Yeah. When I used to worry, he'd be like, yo, dude, you know me. Whenever you whenever you get time, you let me know. <laughs> that was my motivation to get that. I'm like, yo, I need to be able to say that. Like, you know, again, don't. 
and I and I try to say that to say that use that as my motivation because a lot of people use that as like hating. And that's hating. Why? We all got the same twenty four hours. That's right. So if he could do it, damn it, I should be able to do it. And not even no like cocky stuff. It's like if he has the same thing in him, I should be able to work the same twenty four hours and and be able to. If I want to get up and go to L.A. tomorrow, me and my wife, I should be able to do it. Maybe I can't do it now, but that is the lifestyle that I am aiming to go. And I see people like Aziz, my my other mentor. That man, I remember him telling me his 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 401k. I'm like, what? He had three financial advisors. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, dude, you don't even, you still shopping at like Gap and Banana yeah. with me? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're for real? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> it's called delayed gratification, people. Look up that word. It's very important. Delayed, Say it one more time. Delayed gratification. That's what you got to realize, you know, instead of jumping out because you can maybe, and technically you can't afford it, but maybe because you can buy it, mm, don't necessarily mean you, you need it. afford it, it You know what I mean? You can't afford it. Like you said. Like the S5, yeah, he can buy it. But can I afford the, the oil change? Oil change break jobs, you, you know go. what I mean? Can you, just difference. because you can, oh man, that was, wow. I difference. think that was the nugget. Just because you can buy it does not mean you can afford it. Absolutely. And absolutely. the quicker that we realize that, and the more the the more we can get out of that rat race that you were saying earlier. That's right. That's right. Because as long as you keep buying just to keep up, you won't forever keep spinning circles just for that keep up. Like, you working 18 jobs just to drive around this BMW. Exactly. Is it is it even comfortable at that time? Right. You can't. You ain't taking no long trip. You ain't taking you no go to work. long trip. You're going back and forth to work. That damn thing stay parked. Exactly. In the, dry, in the in, parking in lot. In the parking lot. Somebody yeah. else's parking lot that you don't even own. Yeah. That you working for somebody else. Man, you got you got to realize yeah, it. Yeah, man. And I, I guess as a wrap up, so get back to the house. Yeah. So again, again, it's about mindset and planning. So I always knew my plan was to you know be rules a full time real estate investor. So once the market came back a little bit after 2008, I sold that house. You know, and I paid cash for it, and I made a nice little profit. Okay. So now I had a good lump sum of money. Mm-hmm. That's when I came to Texas and said, "I'm done with my other businesses. I kind of sold that off, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm I'm jumping in 100% in real estate." Ten toes down. That's it. That's it. And and that was the seed again. And that came all from you know I had some other businesses and money that I that I made, but really the seed again, like we talked about, was leveraging that one property. Did you have a mentor in this? Anybody nope. else? Okay. Nope. And as so I, you can do it. And now you're a mentor. So just let y'all know you can jump in it with no mentor. That's right. That's right. Now, as you go, because your mindset is going to change, you're going to look for people that can help you. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like this podcast, hopefully it can help you. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. you're going to start looking for that once you change your mindset. Like that lady said on the phone. She said, smart people attract smart people. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> she exactly, just said that exactly, to Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's so true. Exactly. Yeah. So that's where we are today. You know, I sold that property. I took that money. And, and started my real estate company. And that just changed his life. That's it. That's yeah, it. And that's how he got. And that's how I met him in Dallas. Did I meet you when you first moved down there? Yep. Pretty much. And I, I we told him the story last time. Yeah. I came in the bank, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yep. So, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Damn, man. That was. So, yeah, y'all. It's, nothing is of this is overnight. I hope. I know I, I got a little gem out of here. You know, like I said, just because you can buy it don't mean you can afford it. And y'all probably heard that. But I'm just, but I let that resonate. Like, let that really sink in. You know, um, this first couple of podcasts is going to be about mindset. As Aziz has always said, there's no point. I give you a million dollars without the right mindset, you're going to blow it. Yeah. So we're trying to, you know, um, get that mindset in tune for this podcast so you know already, you know, we, we're trying to talk the things to get out of it. Once you clear that mindset up, y'all, I just... <laughs> It's, it's going to really help you out. It gives you the hope. That's it gives what it you gives you the hope, hope. For sure. It gives you hope. And, and I'll say this now in closing. If you're thinking about full-time investment in real estate 
or even just building a nice real estate portfolio, or you're thinking about jumping into a business right now, uh, anything like that, that you're trying to create a better lifestyle for yourself, and you're thinking about, well, I got this extra money, I'm going to buy a car or a new house, stop. Whatever, you, whatever you're thinking stop. I'm going to buy, stop. Stop. <laughs> stop and look at your whole plan and see, is this going to make my plan better or is it going to make it worse? Or is it going to, even if it doesn't make it worse, is it going to help me advance my plan faster, right? Because you, you, when you have a business and you haven't grown it till I can walk away from it and you buy a new car, you're not really a businessman because mm-hmm. you're not thinking about that business. Mm-hmm. Unless, unless you got a trucking company, that's different. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So you got a, you got a uh, taxi company, you buy a <laughs> yeah, new car to taxi. Yeah, yeah. But, but other than that, you ain't thinking about that you business. You about your business. You, it's, the business is not your main priority. You're still stuck in that in-between mindset. And the biz, every business owner I've met, their business was like their baby, yeah. their main priority. Absolutely. <laughs> and Kiyosaki says it best, let your assets pay for your liabilities. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's all game. you got to do. That's the game. That's the game. That's of the life. Game. That's the game. Let your assets pay for your liabilities house and liabilities houses cars vacations mm-hmm. blah 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 mm-hmm. you know i love it all right y'all hey we are the black investors and 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 we're gonna give it to you real every time all day so i hope you guys uh enjoyed come back continue to um gain some knowledge leave us some comments let us know how can we help you guys you know and uh we'll see you guys at the next one all right Hey, this is Courtney. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Real Estate of Mind, the number seven. That's Real Estate of Mind, the number seven. Z Ross here. You can follow me on Facebook.com backslash Aziz Ross. I'll spell it for you A Z I Z dot R O S S.